and welcome to A VO's Journey. My name is Anthony Pika. This show is all about helping the new and upcoming voiceover artists grow their best ass and sidestep all the crazy things that I seem to step on. It's another podcast, the first podcast of 2021. Yes, that is correct. The first podcast. It is Monday the 4th, January 4th. I wish you the very best of New Year's, and I hope that you have a prosperous and healthy 2021. I'm so happy to be out of 2020. I mean, really, it's good to be out of that year. (laughs) I've been looking forward to saying that for a while. Today, I want to talk to you about what's going on with me and the world of automation, how you can automate your business to make more money in voiceover, and I'm pretty sure this is going to like really be cool, blow your mind. So let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. It is good to be back. If you have a moment, please feel free to, uh, you know, go to iTunes or wherever you are and leave a review. It's always very helpful. I appreciate it. And uh, if you haven't done so, I'd love for you to join a VO's Journey Facebook group. That's uh, uh, always an honor. We have such an amazing uh, group there and very helpful and uh, very supportive. So you won't be, uh, you won't miss out being a part of that group. Um, so I want to talk to you today about what I'm thinking about for 2021 uh, when it comes to trying to grow my business and deal with the you know fact that there's a lot to do. <laughs> and many of you have full-time jobs, many of you working part-time jobs, you might be doing voiceover full-time, but either way, we've got lots going on. We still got the kids home. Uh, at least, you know, most of us have got kids at home trying to, you know, keep them going through school, trying to get my son up out of bed to get to, you know, his computer, which is five feet away, shouldn't be a challenge, but it seems to be a challenge. And, uh, you know, we've all got things that, that we're trying to accomplish as well as growing this voiceover business. So I think this is why for me, I'm really taught thinking about, uh, automation and how we can do that. And today I want to talk to you about a really cool uh, automation technique um, with uh, emailing. And I think that it's safe to say that we all kind of know email would work and it might have worked a little bit for you in the past. You might never have tried email marketing. Uh, you might have tried a little bit and didn't succeed. But, you know, either way, Uh, Or you you might use email marketing and know how good it is uh, or how long it takes to really get off the ground. But I think there is something to be said about, uh, and you know me, about leverage. I love leverage, right? And so this is what I'm planning on doing this year. And I think it's something that you can look into as well. So a cool thing is, is that um, there is a company called Mailshake. And if you haven't heard of them, uh, they're basically... Uh, an online company that helps you automate emails. And what you do is you basically, you pay for the service and you get your email list, you upload it to them and they will automate sending it out 
every single day. Uh, they'll do automatic follow-ups if they don't, like, for example, respond to you. If they do respond, they put them into a lead category for you so you can see who's responded. You can also decide how many times you want to respond, when you want to respond. You can also, you know, set up a variety of different things. What's really cool about Mailshake, though, is that they also have this thing called their Cold Email Academy. And basically, it's like this set of videos that uh, you can watch, and it really runs you through a cool process. And I want to kind of talk to you about a process. And I'm not saying that you have to follow this particular process, but I do want you to start thinking in terms of creating a system. And this is what I'm basically doing is, you know, creating a system um, based off of, you know, what this cold academy has talked about. Because, you know, the one of the things that I'm aware of, there's a lot of people out there, a lot smarter than me, who are who are doing these things right. And the best thing that we could do is try to learn from these people. And this cold email academy, the idea is just to help with cold emails and how to make it happen. So I think there's a couple things to break down here. And the first thing is, of course, is getting the email list. So, you know, you can do that in a variety of ways. So, you know, basically you're like, okay, well, I want to send out emails. You know, I'm trying to get personal one-on-one clients so that I don't have to be beholden to the platforms for the rest of my life. And the first thing I got to do is at least find possible people to email. So, of course, there is the first way, which is literally going on to Google and entering video production companies, entering audio production companies, etc., going around the country, the world, finding these websites and either emailing the uh, using the email addresses you find off the websites or trying to dig into social media and find these people who own these businesses, et cetera, et cetera. You could do it that way. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it, and they mention this in the Cold Academy, is that you use LinkedIn to cultural um, uh, to cultivate uh, connects, like you connect with people, cultivate the relationship, and you get emails that way. And through that way, you upload it to Mailshake, in which case, you know that becomes your email list. Is you can get these through. LinkedIn. But I think there's a variety, not just LinkedIn. There's also uh, tons of ways to get these types of things through Instagram, through Twitter, through different social media sites. Listen, you got to understand, at least to me and even Facebook, you know, these social media sites are literally like incredible, um, like yellow pages, right? I mean, it's insane because think about it. We are a B2B business, which means that, you know, we're working with other businesses and businesses put their email addresses and contact information on social media so that people can contact them. So it makes our lives a lot easier. The challenge we run into is either finding the names of the people or finding, you know, who the exact people as opposed to just the generic business. So that's where searching hashtags or something like LinkedIn, all right, is uh, something great. So like using LinkedIn, you can, you know, do searches for like, uh, you know, uh, you could do searches for like um, casting directors. Okay, you could do searches for like video production producers. Okay, or video producers or, you know, video production companies and basically people 
with those uh, those titles or those keywords in their bio and stuff will come up. And then through that, you can start to connect with these people and build these leads. And from those leads, once they connect back with you, you get access to their email address, to their phone number, et cetera, et cetera, and you have a direct line to these people. And it really is a fantastic way, in my opinion, it's a fantastic way to get hard literally hard email addresses to the person or the people you're looking to contact. Okay. So that's another great way to do it. Now, another way to do it, and actually a lot of, uh, there are big businesses do this. It is a little, it is a little bit more pricier, but basically you run, uh, ads and the ads are not to get people to go somewhere, but to basically sign up to find out more information about what you're doing. And once they do that, Facebook literally will sign them up with their email address. And you can literally run an ad looking for, you know, to get email addresses, to get contacts. Those can be a little pricey, all right? So, you know, that's one thing that you can do uh, as well, though, uh, to, as another method. You can also, now here's what's important, and I, 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 I want to preface this by saying, don't just randomly go buy an email list from Fiverr. Like you have a lot of people on Fiverr, different places where they're like, well, we'll, we'll scrape, you know, your keywords and find email addresses, you know, well, that sounds good up front, but a lot of times what they do is they'll actually, they will scrape, but it will be companies and things that are just not even around anymore. Like I did one time and got a whole bunch of blockbuster <laughs> blockbuster stuff, uh, email addresses. Uh, you know, I mean like it is, you know, so what you want to do is you actually want to give them directions about how you want them to go about getting your email addresses. You can use some of the methods I just tell you, told you here by, you know, searching through Google and things like that. And, you know, you can, you can purchase it that way as long as, so they become like a digital, a virtual assistant, like a VA in a way. Okay, but it's important that you give them specific directions and don't let them just use their own devices to get the stuff. Does that make sense? So that's a great way to go about getting email lists. You got a bunch of different ways there that you can do it. Yes, there are companies that you can actually hire as well, but that's really usually really costly. But, you know, those are some great ways to get it. Then from the email lists, you upload that to a, a, a site like Mailshake. Now, you don't have to. You can send all these out on your own. You don't have to use a site like Mailshake. But here's the thing, and they talk about this in the Cold Academy, and I do believe it. It's it's the follow-ups that really get you uh, in the door. So basically, you send an email, right? And the likelihood is about probably 80 to 90% of the people either won't open it, they'll just get rid of it, it won't be even looked at because, you know, they, they quote something like the average employee or something sees like 121 emails in their inbox a day, which is insane. Um, and you know, the likelihood is, is it's just going to go, you know, to the trash or whatever. I, I know for me, if I don't recognize something directly, I usually just get rid of it. Um, now if I see something though, and I keep seeing it being followed up, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you trash it, no one, you know, no one responds. You send a follow-up email a couple days later, all right? They don't respond then. You send it another couple days later, they do respond, all right? They, you know, they're going, most of the times they respond and they're actually very thankful saying, hey, you know, thanks for following up or, you know, you just can, you, you're, you're trying to get them to stop for a second and see what you're doing, okay? If they don't, want 
to, you know, hear from you. They'll let you know. Okay. It's not a big deal. But most of the time, you know, these are businesses too. So you have to remember, we're not emailing personal people's email addresses. We're we're, we're emailing their businesses. All right. Same thing with cold calling. You know, I've done lots of cold calling and I've never actually had someone be mean to me. Now, again, I'm calling businesses, not homes. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where I think we have a preconceived notion that we're bothering people, but it's at work. We expect to get things related to work. So this is a way that you can do. And then what happens is, is when someone responds to you, right, from Mailshake at least or whatever, that goes into a uh, another section of like leads. Now, what you do with the leads, that's up to you. I usually recommend that you take that and you put that into a new campaign or a new section where you are emailing once a month, following up, just saying, hey, you know, reminding them that you're there, letting them know if you've done any cool work or giving them any, you know, tips and tricks or any just just brief emails, keeping up with them so that they are aware that you are there. And what happens is you will begin to build thousands upon thousands and thousands of emails a month. And that's what you want, because if one thing I've learned, sending out a couple hundred emails a month, not enough. All right. Sending out a thousand emails a month. Not enough. You got to you got to you got to send out thousands of you if you really want to grow this business and if you want to grow it at least quicker than, you know, 20 years or 10 years, you got to soup up your marketing efforts. Now, here's the thing. Whatever you do, you need to make sure a couple of things. You need to make sure that you have your rates figured out. You need to make sure that you send a brief email with a couple of links to like YouTube videos, for example, of your demos. Uh, I, I find that's a really good method that's worked for me. Um, keep it brief. Okay. Uh, it's also important, again, like I said, to be ready to send back a clear, definitive uh, rate card. Make it look good, look professional, even like a flyer. They ask you what your rates are, send them your rate card. Don't be taken off like guard when someone's like, hey, what are your rates? You're like, crap, I don't know what my rates are, right? Make sure that you have all of this stuff in line. Also, you know, I'm not, you don't need a website to start this, but it is something that you're gonna wanna start to put together and, and a good looking website. You now remember, this is done through email, so you don't need a website. But I will tell you this, what you do need is at least a PayPal account. You need something to accept and to send invoices. I recommend PayPal just because that's pretty much probably the most widely used and one of the easiest ones to get into. And everyone you know, can use PayPal pretty easily. And PayPal business is free and you can send invoices with it. And it tracks all that, which is really nice. And it also integrates with like QuickBooks and all that jazz. So it's a very usable platform. Yes, they have fees, but you know what? Every credit card company has fees. Any transactional company has fees. So you just, they, you know, they're not outrageous. You just got to deal with it. I, everything I do is through PayPal. You know what I mean? And I get to write those fees off at the end of the year for taxes. So it's important that you have all of this stuff set up before you just dive into this because people will respond to you. You will get messages and you want to be able to respond in a professional manner, okay? It's important for you to make sure also that your rates are thought out and they are the same. Here, here's, here's one thing I want to give you a tip. And this happened to me. It killed, it killed me for a period of time because I was uh, doing, uh, I was on Fiverr and then I was sending out rates and people were contacting me via email 
And my rates via email were like three times higher, more than that, than my Fiverr rates. Because I was like, oh, well, it should be industry standard rates. I'm not on Fiverr. And people would literally find me because they type in my name. And of course, I would come up on Fiverr too. And they would find me and be like, you're like a hypocrite. You're you're selling your your stuff over here. And then you're trying to charge me three times the amount. And I realized at that point that I got to make a decision. I got to like decide, am I going to, you know, charge the same amount or am I going to charge different? And am I going to be constantly in this worry that people are going to like be coming after me saying, oh, you're, you know, you're scamming us. You're not charging the same. How do I know what to quote people? I mean, it all became so confusing and just kind of ridiculous. So I decided to have one price for everything. And, you know, when I say one price, you know, one price, my my rate card is the same whether I'm on Fiverr. It's the same whether I'm on Voices.com. It's the same whether I'm on uh, my personal clients. Everything is the same. Okay? It's all the same. I don't charge anything different. So no matter where you go, it's the same. Now, if I'm on a platform like Voice Realm or Voice Jungle or one of these platforms that has their own rates and they charge their own things, I can't, I can't change that. But if I have control over what I charge, I charge the same. And and this is just, it's really important to me at least to know that that's what I charge and people can rely on that. So I recommend that, you know, you at least come up with something that is similar. And if you find yourself really having struggles between, you know, hey, Anthony, I mean, I mean, like I'm charging $5 on Fiverr, kind of seems stupid that I'm sending somebody $5 off, like $5 on my rate card and emails. This is what I recommend. Include the buyout rights. So what I do is I include buyout rights, meaning like I have my commercial and broadcast rights already built into the price. So my normal base price is $35 per 100 words. However, my buyout rights are $95. So for total, all right, for buyout rights and their and 100 words, the total cost comes to $130. So my normal price for 100 words commercial is $130 and then every 100 words after that it's an extra $35. Do you see what I mean? So like up front, I have that price automatically I charge it no matter what. And and it's a way for you to at least be aware that that that's an now you don't have to do it that way. You can do it whatever way you want. But that's how I do it. And it works very well for me. I think it could work well for you because, again, it it makes it easy for the client to understand, easy for you to understand, and also it looks very professional that you have it all figured out. Okay, remember, easy being easy is worth a lot, <laughs> right? That's part of the idea of not using a platform is that it's easier and less fees. Remember, these platforms have gone like fee crazy. There's a fee here. There's a fee there. Everybody's got fees, right? Fiverr up their fees to 5%. You know, Voices.com, Upwork, everybody's got fees. So that's one thing that we have a leg up on is that we get fees. And there's sites like VoiceBunny who take like 80% of your profit. They take like 80% from you. So like, you know, you, you charge the same amount, but you end up getting more, clearly. And the client doesn't pay as much. It's a win-win for everybody. All right, you guys. Listen, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you listening as always. You know, this is just thoughts on beginning to automate for 2021. 
and uh, give me some comments, you know, send me some emails. Uh, please, like I said, if you get a chance, write a review if you'd like, and I'd really appreciate it. Also, don't be afraid to go over if you're looking for a shiny new demo for 2021. We've got uh, my team and I, we're willing to help you. We've got different packages over at avosjourney.com if you're looking for a new demo, and uh, I'd love to help you out. But anyways, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.